Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Health Coach Lou, and you're listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. You're going to hear conversations from health professionals from around the world. We discuss mindset, diet, exercise, and the latest in health technology. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening and now watching the Healthy Project podcast. You know, for the second season, I got a great guest in the building, endocrinologist uh, Chi Tang. Hey, man, thank you so much for hopping on with me today. Oh, thank you for having me today. Yeah, no problem, man. So, you know, what I like to start off with is your story. You know, kind of, kind of tell the people, you know, who you are and how you got into be how you started. Yeah, so uh, I'm an endocrinologist working at Griffin Health in Connecticut. And I always like to work in endocrinology because uh, I feel there is a need. Uh, many people have diabetes uh, in our community. And also the, um, endocrinology is more of a data-driven specialty. And I personally like data. So that's another reason why I go into endocrinology. Right. So kill, killing two birds with one stone for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, as we talked about before, you know, there are similar with endocrinologists and just in primary care, there are similar issues where you have a patient that comes in for um, who has who's type two diabetic. You're trying to help them with their insulin, right? Right. 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 Diabetes is a large part of my daily work. Right. So, so have you experienced like when somebody is in your office and maybe they just found out that they're, they're diabetic and they have to come to you, but they don't really know what they're there for. Like they know they're diabetic, but they don't know what that is. Do you see yourself giving a lot of education? Yes, I do. And that happens a lot. Yeah. So how often does that happen for you? Yeah. So probably, yeah, I would say that happens a lot, especially for uh, people who was recently discharged from the hospital and they were hospitalized for diabetes and they never had diabetes before. It's a major shock to them. So they don't know much about diabetes, but they are eager to learn more about it. Right. So with, with those people that you're seeing, what have you noticed about their adherence with what you're telling them? So just kind of give me a breakdown of what, of what your, your day-to-day is with someone. They just got out of the hospital, found out they're, they're diabetic. You know, break it down. How do you educate them on what's going on and get them to start to improve? Right. So I think the most important thing is, uh, first of all, is uh, why do we even care about diabetes? What's the consequence of diabetes if you don't do anything about it? Because diabetes is something that you are not able to feel if it is not too severe. So most people say, I don't feel anything. Why, why bother? So that's, I think that's a priority. And the first step is to let people know why they need to care about diabetes. Yeah, good question. So why? You know, I, I know, you know, so, but for somebody who's listening that's type 2 diabetic and, you know, when people find out anything, it doesn't matter if it's this diabetes or, I don't know, a common cold, they go right on to Google and they try to figure out what's going on with them. You know, why should somebody be so concerned about that diagnosis and starting to um, taking it seriously and, and, and starting to focus on prevention? Yeah, so first of all, diabetes can harm the kidney. 
And many people go on to dialysis because of that. Actually, that's one of the most common reasons for dialysis is diabetes. And also diabetes harm vision. And diabetes also damage nerves, especially uh, initially it will be some numbness and tingling, but eventually it will become excruciating pain. Uh, and that's not reversible. Uh, and also diabetes uh, can cause infection to spread quickly, especially foot infection. So many people get amputated because of uncontrolled diabetes. And if the blood sugar is super high, like 400, 500, people can slip into a coma. It's called diabetic ketoacidosis. The good news is if, the, if you can keep the blood sugar well controlled, then you're very unlikely to get into any of those consequences. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's perfect. And I had a doctor tell me before, he was actually an eye surgeon, you know, and he broke it down pretty simple, is that diabetes is a silent killer. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know what's going on until it starts attacking these parts of your body. And that's so true. But you have something really, really interesting that you're doing for your patients. You've actually developed a free application, uh, Help My Diabetes app. You can go download it. Um, anybody can download it, right? Can you kind of right. give me, you know, break it down for us? You know, what, uh, for you, what encouraged you to develop an application for patients to really learn? And what does the application do? Yeah, so over uh, the past few years in my practice, I noticed that the best person to take care of diabetes will be someone who know the patient or who know you very well and also know diabetes very well. Uh, the problem is most patients, most doctors know diabetes well, but they don't know their patients so well. At the same time, the patients know themselves very well, better than anyone else, but they may not know diabetes very well. So the question is, how can we find someone who know both parts very well? Uh, is it possible for a physician to know patients very well? And I think that's very difficult uh, in today's environment because physicians have to see maybe hundreds or thousands of people and, uh, and we only have maybe 10, 20 minutes or at most one hour for a patient and we only see them once every few weeks or once every few months. Um, so we won't be able to know all the details of their lives and life is ever changing. One day you may need to attend a wedding, next day you may be in stress, next day you may decide to do more exercise. So life is ever changing and all those changes in life can affect the blood glucose or blood sugar control. And there is serious consequence when the doctor don't know patients very well. For example, one of my patients, uh, she came in and she told me that her blood sugar has been running very high and uh, she took 20 units of insulin every day. So I told her that then you probably you can take 30 units of insulin every day because your blood sugar has been running high. And then a few days later, I got a phone call from the hospital that she's hospitalized for low blood sugar. It turned out that uh, she had a, a stomach flu and she has not been able to eat much over the past few days. And then the blood sugar tank. So if I knew this earlier, then I wouldn't give, if I have been able to predict that, I wouldn't give her such a cookie cutter 
recommendation, I would tell her that you have to decide on your insulin dose based on how much you eat instead of using a fixed dose every time. Um, right. That, that's a problem. When the physician don't know the patients that well on a day-to-day basis, then the patients can get into serious problem. So the question is, is it possible for patients to know diabetes well? And my answer is yes, if they are equipped with the right tool. And that's the reason I developed this application called Help My Diabetes. So in this application, uh, so the problem, why people find it difficult to learn diabetes well is because the information online, when they find on the internet, are either unreliable or inconsistent or overwhelming. Right, absolutely. So that's a problem. So I have to give them, give people reliable information based on scientific evidence. And I have, I need to give people a short, uh, a small amount of each information each time, small chunk of information each time. Uh, so people don't feel overwhelmed because nobody has time to read over 1,000 words or 300 pages each time. And most important is I have to show people how to not, I should not only give people fish directly, but I need to show people how to fish because everyone prefers different kind of fish. So not only telling people what to do, but also tell people what's the rationale behind it. What's the reason why you need to do that. Um, so I think that's what distinguish this application from the information that you can find uh, on the internet. Right. So you're almost, you're giving them your knowledge in the, at the palm of their hands. Right. And it's all problem-based, all the information there. Because if you go online if, or if you go to read a medical textbook, it will be a large chunk of words without addressing your problems. But I have gathered the most frequently asked questions by my patients uh, over the years and try to respond to those questions on what to do, what you should do in those scenarios. So all the informations and answers are problem-based. Right. So, so in, in your, in your uh, practice, what have been the most common questions that you've heard from patients that you're trying to, um, that you're solving with the application? Uh-huh. So let me give you a few examples. Uh, for example, that sometimes people have said, my blood sugar is low at night. Should I still take my Lantus or Levamir? That's one kind of question. Or I'm going to have surgery tomorrow. How should I change my insulin dose since I will fast overnight? Or some people ask me, my diabetes is better now. My blood sugar is better. Can I stop one of the medications? All right. So within the application, you're answering those questions. Like, so what? So somebody who's you know improving their health, um, numbers are numbers are improving. You know, how would they? How would you deal with some something like that? That kind of a situation. Right. So uh, I think in that kind of situation, you need to see how good are the numbers. If the blood sugar already training too low, then you need to stop one of the medications so the blood sugar does not get too low. However, if the blood sugar is perfectly normal, then probably you shouldn't stop any of the medication unless it's giving you side effects because most likely if you stop one of the medication, then the blood sugar will bounce back up. Right. So it depends on the it depends on how active they're doing, how consistent they are, it sounds like. 
That's right. Right, right. Cool. So, you know, when when you're working with with your patients, Chi, outside of the time that you see them, you said, you know, you see them maybe every three months or every six months or a couple, every couple of weeks um, with your, with that, my help, my diabetes, have you seen an improvement with some of the patients that are, that are using it? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, people find they have more control of their lives because they have basically a system to help them make day-to-day decision on their diabetes care. So I see my patients more satisfied or happier with their diabetes care. And uh, they are less likely to go into hospital because of high blood sugar. And the overall get a better blood sugar control and take less medications. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's almost like you're there all the time for them or they have information that they don't have to guess. Or the one thing that I, that, Google, Google's a hell of a drug, man. Like Google's crazy because you can, you can search something and you can get good information and you can get horrible information. And some people don't know how to decipher between which one's good or which is bad. So they're almost taking, they're taking a risk with their life, depending on where, where they get their information for their diabetes care online. If say they didn't, they never came to you outside of those times where they came into the, the clinic and you maybe decreased or increased their insulin or gave them some other information, that time in between that, if they're going onto Google and going to, I don't know, some whack job website that's telling them to do all these things, you know, for their diet, or you can still have candy. That's fine. Just do, do X, Y, and Z. And then they're, they're putting their life at risk if, if they're going to trust that information. But with, that help my diabetes it's, it's trusted information from an endocrinologist that's been doing it and they don't have to they don't have to guess if it's good or bad information right so the problem with google is first of all the information or the answer you get there are inconsistent or conflicting with each other so yeah. it's hard for you to make a decision and second is google doesn't really know what kind of problem people need to address so when you have a real problem, you do not always find the answer from Google. Third, uh, when you find information on Google, typically tell, it just tell you what to do, but they, they don't tell you why you need to do that. So you are not able to apply the information in a flexible way according to your own situation. You, have, you are forced to use a cookie cutter suggestion uh, written by someone. Right, a, a cookie cutter solution to a complex problem. That's it, correct. That's different for everybody. My diabetes care will be different than yours, different from somebody else's. And just going online and doing one simple thing is, it may be okay for prevention for someone who's not diabetic, right? But yeah. if you're in that, if you're diabetic, you know, you have to stick to what your doctors are saying you in your, your behavioral support you know, specialist, whether it be a health coach or a dietitian or nutritionist that's going along with you in this journey, um, mm-hmm. that plan matters. Do you, do you yeah. work with a lot of outside providers so with your patients? Like, I mean, I know we kind of talked about you, your clinic has health coaches, but are there, um, is there, what's, who's a part of your care team, you know, when you're meeting, when you're working with a diabetic? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so I also work with diabetes educator. I work with dietitian. 
And uh, I also work closely with primary care physician as well. Yeah, I mean, it takes it takes a team, especially for you know with you know patients. What are some of the when you're working with a a patient, she? What are some of the simplest things that uh, people can do to better their care, but they're not doing that you've noticed? Uh, what the patients can do to better their care, or what the physicians can do, or providers can do. Let's start there with the what can a provider do to better assist their patient? Yeah, so I feel that uh, the providers need to help people learn more about diabetes so they will have a better control of uh, their, their care. Uh, what people are doing now is uh, because of time limits, they just rush through the patients in 10 or 20 minutes and give them a few instructions, maybe adding a few medications, and that's it. And sometimes you may have seen people who providers or doctors who just blame the patient saying that you are not adherent with your diet or you're not taking your medications um, and then dismiss uh, the patient's concern or complaint. That's all, that's all manifestation of the time constraints. So I think uh, for, for providers or for physicians, they need to spend more time to help people learn about their conditions and give people more, more power over their care. Yeah, there. I, I agree with you. I mean, there's, there's, there is a lot of that, and I understand. You know, doctors are, they have, they have, as you know, their schedules are crazy. They may, you know, that twenty minutes, they're trying to get so much done. Something, something's going to get missed. You know, it's, right. it's inevitable. Something is going to get missed or uh, not taken care of. But you know, it's, it's a two way street. You know, what I mean, the, the patient. You know, with the people that I see, they they have to. Some people just don't take accountability for what they're doing, or they don't. So they're, there's they don't have the they're not educated. They don't know what uh-huh. what they have to do. Yeah. Or um, they say that they're doing everything right, but yeah. are they being truthful? I mean, who who knows? <laughs> you know, they can say, "Hey, I, I don't eat none of that. I don't eat none of that." when they just got done eating everything they said they didn't eat before they came to see me, you know, you know what I mean? Those things <laughs> probably happen. So, I mean, I think it's, it's a, it is an interesting dance between provider and patient, uh-huh. but what helps is having yeah. other people in between there. So right. just that can do your part that you're good at and you specialize in and then having uh, a coach. Do you, th- do you feel like the communication between providers can kind of be an issue as well? Like if you have a patient and like the communication between primary care and the diabetic specialists or endocrinologists, those things kind of um, that communication barrier, do you feel like that's an issue? Yes, it is. Uh, Because uh, the primary care doctor or different providers on the same team may work in different healthcare system or different hospitals. And unfortunately, most of those health, different healthcare systems or their computer records do not cross talk with each other. So it's very difficult for us to get information from other medical system. And then there will be a breakdown of communication because of that. Yeah. Which can be a problem for the, cause the patient doesn't always know what's going on with themselves. You know what I mean? They don't always know what their medications are, what, how many units of insulin are supposed to be taken at what time or what had, what happened in one hospital, you know, I mean, they, they don't often know. So that communication can be, can be tricky. 
Yeah. Can, can be very tricky. So what, what is your hope with help my diabetes? Like, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? You have it, it's free for, for anybody to use, mm-hmm. you know, what, what would you like to see happen with? Yeah, so I prov- uh, provide four types of information on the app on the Help My Diabetes application. First one is uh, the medical knowledge to help you make medical decision at home. The second is cooking demonstration to give you more ideas of what you can eat at home. Uh, because I know that diets or uh, what to eat or foods can be very limiting for people with diabetes. And the third is I provide you information on where to get information medications or testing supplies at a lower price, so how to save money. And I also talk about, uh, and in the app, it also gives you information uh, uh, about uh, the injection technique, for example, how to inject insulin, how to put on a continuous glucose monitor, or how to inject different other types of medications. So what I would like to do with the application is to return or give the power of your life, give the control of your life back to the patients. So they don't have to, they don't have to follow a cookie cutter or a one size fits all instruction because one size does not fit all. Absolutely. I, I love that, man. Give, giving that power back to the patient is so important. And I don't think that's in the, at the forefront of I'm not just saying doctors. I don't think that's even in the forefront of the patient's mind of being of understanding that hey, understanding your your disease mm-hmm. and taking control of it can give you power to put back into your, into your life. You right. Know, you know what I mean? You take control of that. You know, it. it you can do the, do so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, diabetes is a freedom limiting disease. I would say, and then. We want to give you the freedom back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with, with the patients you see or with just type two diabetics in general, um, a very popular um, diet or way of eating is, you know, low carb, um, high fat, you know, moderate protein or the ketogenic, ketogenic diet, right? Have you, um, what would you recommend for, or what do you recommend for patients? Oops. What do you recommend for patients that you see as far, as far as nutrition and how they should go about their, their meal plans or, or eating? Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I think the most important thing for people with diabetes is eat a regular time of the day and eat about the same amount or same portion size for each meal. So once you live a more regular life, then the diabetes will be easier to control. Mm. I would also say that you want to eat like a rabbit. So what does that mean? How to yes. eat like a rabbit? So it would be mostly a vegetable-based diet because you can see that rabbit eats small, frequent meals and predominantly vegetable-based. And that's the best diet for people with diabetes as far as I understand. Right. So not necessarily having to eat a specific diet like a like a ketogenic or um something with the name behind it uh-huh. just make sure you're eating the same improving your your vegetable intake uh-huh. that's something that you you've noticed that helps people with their you know managing their blood sugars exactly because if you tell people that you cannot eat this you cannot eat that you have to keep yourself hungry all the time then that's hard to do easy to say but hard to do no one wants to feel hungry all the time but if you eat a vegetable predominant diet, what you can do is when you feel hungry, you can just eat more vegetable, which will occupy the stomach and make you less hungry. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to me when somebody, you know, I might see somebody who's diabetic or even pre-diabetic coming into my office and they automatically think that since they have this label that they have to do some crazy eating plan. Now, yes, a behavior change is necessary. Like there, there are necessary changes that need to be done. Like it's extreme. Like I've had people say, say they stopped eating all carbs, like eating, this is just completely stopped, but it only lasts for so long until they're back into my office because they, they relapsed. Right. You you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that happens that happens more often than, than not. So I feel like giving people say, Hey, like you can, you can have carbohydrates. We just have to change, switch out that donut for, you know, broccoli, carrots, and some other things when you're, when you're hungry. And, you know, so you, so you don't starve yourself and they start gorging on Dunkin' Donuts, you know, a month out. Right. So everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, Chi, you know, um, thank you so much for your time, uh, for your time today. First episode of the second season. So this is really, really cool for me. What are some, you know, uh, where can the people find you at? You know, where, what's the uh, social media? I know you're on LinkedIn, but if someone wanted to talk to you or uh, learn more about your app, where can they find some information? Yes. Uh, so I have a, a Facebook page, Help My Diabetes Facebook page, where you can post your questions or you can send emails to me.